Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You know, last week when, you know, those deep fake AI explicit images of Taylor Swift were such a big story, we took, you know, in terms of the people we spoke to on the show, we, we took the technology viewpoint, you know, with Lon Seidman, and then we had Michael Coyne on to talk about the legal aspects and we, we want to talk about the legislative element, too, because, you know, we'll talk with Senator Richard Blumenthal later about the Kids Online Safety Act as, Act as well. You know, is this a situation where government can be a force for good? What can they do? What do they want to do? And at the state level, um, it, it seems that uh, State Senator James Maroney is someone who's very, very interested in this side of it and has put forth legislation in the past. So we want to talk about that with him. Uh, Mr. Senator, good morning. How are you? Good, thank you. How, how are you? I'm well, thanks. I'm glad, thanks for coming on the show. So in terms of like artificial intelligence and, and things surrounding it, you actually put forth legislation last year uh, on this subject, correct? Yes. Last year we passed a law to look at uh, regulating state government use of artificial intelligence. And so as of December 31st, um, the Judiciary Branch and Department of Administrative Services both uh, completed an inventory of all of the instances where they are using artificial intelligence, and that's posted on their websites that anyone can see. They both also put forward uh, policies and procedures that went in effect on February 1. So the main thing being that before they use any system uh, that uses artificial intelligence to make a, a critical or important decision, they have to test that and do what they call an impact assessment to make sure there's no bias or disparate impact. Right. So that's about AI and its use at the state level. And now you're looking more at, at the impact on the citizenry, right? And so when the session begins, what do you think, what kind of legislation, it sounds like you're going to put forth another bill here. What, what's it going to look like? Yeah. Th- thanks. Uh, and again, I forgot to say, thanks for having me on uh, this morning, no but um, another part of the last year's bill was to create a task force uh, to look at regulating uh, private industry use of AI. And uh, we completed the work of that task force and uh, issued a report. And uh, among the recommendations are putting in protections for that synthetic media or, or deep fake uh, content. So that'll be one part of the bill. Uh, it's you know, the overarching theme is, is going to be transparency and accountability. Uh, so, again, requiring impact assessments on companies before they use uh, AI. Again, for what we call a critical decision. So if you're using 
AI to decide who you're going to hire, how, if they're going to get uh, a loan, what interest rate you're going to charge with the, you know, those significant decisions that impact someone's life, then the, the program should be tested to make sure you know, it's not biased. And AI can be biased in a number of ways. It can be biased in terms of um, age discrimination. It, a lot of algorithms have been found to discriminate based on your income if you're poor, or also there are uh, algorithms that are racially biased. So that'll be one part of the bill uh, that will be those protections of the transparency and accountability. Also uh, making it clear that for the unlawful uh, dissemination of intimate images, so uh, you know, deep fakes for, for uh, porn, uh, that it is illegal right, to, to send a, a naked picture of someone that you've generated uh, using AI. Um, the other is, you know, for the elections, we'll have in regulations in regards to making sure you disclose if the content has been created by AI, and then the penalty uh, would be on the person uh, for not disclosing that. Okay. So that's the, the regulatory piece, but we're also looking at promoting businesses in Connecticut and trying to create a Connecticut Citizens AI Academy and, and bring together all different free video courses so people can learn how to use AI in their daily life or in their small business, sure. looking at what we can do to promote health AI in Connecticut. Um, I think you know, with the universities, the insurance companies, the hospitals we have, we really are in a position where we can lead uh, at least, you know, if not as our state, as a region between New York and Boston, we should be leading the country in health AI. Right. So. There's, there's also obviously, as, as you're mentioning, there's great business opportunity here as well. We're talking with State Senator James Maroney here on Brian and Company. But, you know, as it relates to the deep fake and, and, and the pornographic element and those those that side of the story, how do you enforce that? Kind of, I, when I think about government as a force for good, I think about, well, if they do enact something like that, how do you enforce these things? Yeah, and the enforcement on, uh, you know, on that in, in particular, a lot of it would be come down to it being reported. It, it is going to be made a crime. So if you send it to the uh, to one person, it's a class A felony. If you send a a photo, uh, you know, an unlawful photo to multiple people, it would be a class D felony. Uh, so it would have to be reported uh, to the police. Um, the you know, with our data privacy laws. It is, those are only enforced by the AG, uh, and it is on people to report it, but the AG has also been proactive. They just issued a, a report, and a lot of times they'll, they've seen articles in the paper about a company doing something and then notified them that that actually was in, you know, uh, opposed to our state data privacy laws. So they are proactive, but on the, the deep fakes for the, the campaigns, or again, for sharing those unlawful intimate images, uh, it it would be up to individuals to report those. Got it. Okay. And is there now when that ha if say all this gets passed, would they report it like literally to the police, like a municipal police, or they have to go to the FBI or the state? Yeah. And so, that, excellent question. So yes, it would be to the um, report it to the local police. Um, however. You can also, in concert, report things uh, to the FBI. They have the I, IEEC website, Internet, uh, what's, um, Internet Crime, but it, anyway, you can report them there. They recommend that you report it both to them and to the local uh, government because the local government is able, 
local police are usually able to investigate uh, more quickly. And especially if, if, if it's the instance of fraud, the quicker you report something, the more likely you are to get money back. And right. that's right from what we're talking about now. Uh, listen, we'll stay on top of it. And when, like, I don't know how the process is with the shorter session, and obviously there's the EVs and some budget tweaks. Um, right. What's the timing here when this will be something that's up for debate or, or consideration? Yeah, and so we start session uh, tomorrow. Um, we will likely go in next Tuesday to vote to draft the bill. So the process is that you have to vote to draft it. And then a week or two after that, it'll have a public hearing. So we're looking at somewhere near the end of February that it'll be available for the public to uh, to debate um, and to come up and you know issue their public testimony. They and you know since the pandemic, we've allowed people to testify by Zoom, so they don't have to come up to Hartford, or they can email in their testimony, and that will be entered in the record. But T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.